show me the money. It's what we all want, right? Well, it's also what we need. With the cost of living increasing, interest rates on the rise, increasing our income in the current climate is important. But easier said than done. I know that. But what if I told you, or more importantly, my guest today told you, that a simple shift in your mindset could help you achieve more financial abundance than you ever thought possible? Sounds too good to be true? We'll take a listen. Welcome to the Property Management Podcast with That Property Mum. I'm your host, Kylie Walker. I'm a former television sports journalist and mother of four turned co-owner of a million-dollar real estate brand. Each week, I teach women in the property management industry all the best tips to help you balance your career and family, grow your dream business, master your fear, boost your confidence, and conquer your mindset. Ready to get started? Let's dive in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Property Management Podcast. I'm your host, Kylie Walker. Now, if you are thinking this is just another episode, think again. This is a game-changing episode, and I want you to get your pen and paper because I can guarantee you'll want to take notes and actions after today's episode. So let me start by asking you a question. Have you ever thought about your relationship with money? Now, I have recently delved into the space of money mindset, and boy, oh boy, is it eye-opening. So let me share a little bit about my relationship with money. And I know a lot of people get uncomfortable around conversations about money, but I think it's a conversation we've avoided for far too long. Now, I've been that person who lived week to week. I was all about the experience. If there was an adventure to be had, a night out on the town, or a trip overseas, Well, I was your girl. I've never had savings. I've never had a rainy day fund. But geez, I've had some wonderful life experiences, so I don't regret it for a minute. But there comes a time when you have to go, okay, I'm not going to work forever. I've got wages to pay and I've got school fees to meet. It's kind of time to sort out my money situation. And what I have found super interesting in this journey is that your relationship with money extends into your working life as well. Now, if you are constantly discounting your fees, it's more than likely you are holding on to some sort of limiting belief around not being good enough or deserving. And if you are struggling to grow your income past a certain point, you might have a block around receiving money. And you can spend all the money in the world on marketing or lead generation strategies or advertising to grow your business and income. But none of that will actually work unless you go right back to the very foundations and address your mindset. So I'm super excited to share my guest with you today. Claire Woods is a money mentor. She's a former accountant who has found a niche helping business owners, entrepreneurs, and pretty much anyone else in between make more profit in a holistic way. Yes, you have to know your numbers. But there's way more to creating financial abundance than looking at a few spreadsheets. So let's dive in and get you started on this life-changing money mindset journey. And I don't say that lightly. Welcome to the Property Management Podcast, Claire. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm super excited about having this conversation with you today. Now, 
before we dive in, I just want to um, maybe if you could share with our audience a little bit about how you got started as a money mentor. Yeah, I'd love to share that story. So my background, I'm actually an accountant by trade. So I started my career out in, you know, boring old accounting. And then I moved into the commercial space, which was providing advisory services to commercial entities about how to make more profit in their business. When I got pregnant with my first child, I got made redundant while on mat leave. And while I was off on mat leave, I was helping my husband with his business. And he said, babe, you're really good at this. And I was like, yeah. Um, So he said, maybe people would pay you to be doing this this sort of work. And that's um, essentially how I got into the space of mentoring and coaching. And um, over the years, I've really niched down on, on how I best help people, which is helping them to unlock their limiting beliefs and really get excited about what's possible. And also to... I guess, make that really practical as well. So rather than just like dream big, I'm showing people how to like create a budget, how to actually set plans for themselves because across a whole range of service-based industries, I sort of find that most business owners don't really have a strong handle on their money. So I sort of help them, you know, unlock the possibility, but also convert it into really practical actions. I can totally relate to that. As a business owner, I had no idea about budgets or profit and loss statements. So, and I'm still learning, I'm still a work in progress. But let's go back to the beginning and start with what is actually our money mindset? And we've all heard about mindset. It's a bit of a buzzword these days. Um, But how does it work when it comes to our money? Yeah. So, our mindset is what we believe. And Sometimes we can think that our beliefs are a truth. So you might think in my industry, it's not possible to make this much money, or um, you have to be a really sleazy salesperson to make a lot of money. And we have these stories that we believe to be truths. And what mindset is, is it's it's starting to challenge and um, really unlock are these things a truth or is this just something that I am perceiving that's going on? And then once we start to discover what it is that we believe about money, then we can start to reprogram our beliefs around money. So rather than just say, you know, I need to be a sleazy salesperson to make a ton of money, we can start to say, actually, lots of really beautiful, um, kind, down-to-earth people are very, very successful and very wealthy, and I would like to become one as well. So it's really the process of uncovering like what we believe about money and then deciding, is that a story that serves me or that I want to continue forward? Or do I want to create a new belief or mindset around this so that I can make more money myself? So how do we work out where our money mindset is right now? So somebody listening and they want to dive a little bit deeper in this, into this and work out where their money mindset might be sitting right now, um, what can they do to get started? Oh, I think a, a great place to start is to write down everything that you believe to be true about money. So people who are rich have come from money. People who um, are rich are assholes. I don't know. You might have a whole ton of, of stories. And I just want you to put them all down on paper. Everything that comes up, like money comes easily, but it goes out just as easily. Um, you know, anything that kind of springs up around the subject of money, put it all pen to paper. Then you get to ask yourself, is this something that firstly is true? 
And is this something that's going to help me to step into my next level? And what I realized was that a lot of my money stories that came from my childhood were not going to help me to become a wealthy person because um, (laughs) my dad used to talk about the elite as they were awful people, like the rich. And so I was like, well, as long as I believe that rich people are not nice people, I'm not going to become a rich person because I correlate the the idea that I can't be a a kind, nice person with being wealthy. So I realized that that story wasn't going to serve me anymore. So the first thing to do is really go, what are my stories? And the interesting thing is once you start doing this work, you will see in other people so much their stories. And that's another thing that you can do is watch what other people say about money. Like some people will be very forthright about how much they're earning. Other people will be very secretive and we don't talk about money. That's embarrassing. It's something we, you know, we, we, we don't talk about. And so you can start to observe how other people are around money as well. And then you go, oh my gosh, I do that. I always speak really negatively about money. Oh, well, yeah, I've got a nice house, but the interest rates, you know, dog, I'm going to lose all the value. Like catch yourself and just go, whoa, listen to how I talk about anything related to money. And that can be a really powerful way to start to unlock what your money beliefs are. That's fantastic advice. So, so the first thing you said was to work out what your money stories are and then change those stories or, you know, find a better story that's going to serve you better. I have some crazy money stories as I've done this work and uh, not only at the retreat that you held recently, which to anyone listening was amazing. Um, thank you so much for that. But I, I honestly did not realise some of the the money beliefs and stories that I was carrying. And one of mine is, you know, people with money are tight asses. Um, yeah. yeah. So, or they're not nice people, the same, similar to you. But, you know, how do we change these stories and and how it's one thing to say you know i'm i'm going to say that you know i deserve money or you know people um, who have money are really good people mm. uh, but how do we actually put that in into place in a practical way for uh, not only for growth but also for financial uh, abundance in our lives yeah so have you heard of the um, the red car theory which is like when you want to buy a red car you see red cars everywhere right and um, this can be true for anything. I know uh, at the moment I want to I want to build a Hampton style house. I see them everywhere, right? <laughs> because it's something that I'm focused on. And you know, from a scientific perspective, our brain actually sees what we are looking for. So if you are looking for evidence to back up your belief that um, you know. A rich people are not nice people. That is exactly what you're going to see. You're going to really hone in on that. Um, you know, the, the person selling their house who was really rude and snappy to you. You're going to hone in on um, someone, some celebrity that you see on TV that's really nasty. And you're going to, that's what you're going to see. But when you open your mind and start to say, okay, is this a truth? you can start to look for other pieces of evidence. So when I first started my journey, I started to go, I wonder if there are rich people who are nice. (laughs) Like, is there anyone out there? And um, as I've started to sort of mix in different circles, the thing is I'm overwhelmingly finding that there are so many beautiful, lovely, very generous, very kind, very humble down-to-earth people who have a ton of money. But before I wasn't looking for them. I was looking for evidence to back up my belief. And now I'm looking for evidence to back up my belief that there are lots of lovely people. And and I don't want to pretend like I don't have rose-colored glasses about it. There are lots of wealthy people who are horrible people. 
So there are also lots of people with no money who are horrible people. And there are also lots of people with a moderate amount of money who are horrible people. I guess what I've done is removed the correlation between someone's wealth and what kind of person they are, because I no longer have that lens that I'm looking for that. So whatever your story is, you can start to say, okay, does everyone who is a successful salesperson have to be super sleazy? And then you can start to go, well, do you know who's not? That person's not. And actually, when I went into the the shop the other day and bought that, they just did it in really, really beautiful, like guiding me in the right direction. They weren't sleazy at all. They were just helping me find a solution. And more and more and more, you start to find evidence of people that aren't sleazy at all, that are extremely successful salespeople. And you go, oh, that isn't a truth. And yes, you know, there are still going to be exceptions, but if you are focusing in on that, that's what you're going to see. So choose the way that you are focusing your attention and the story that you want to create. So for my audience, they're either property management business owners or career work in property management careers. And I guess that's really valuable advice in terms of thinking differently, because I guess if you're thinking, uh, and I'm just going to use property management as an example, if you're thinking, I can't, I can't get new um, business. I can't, I can't do anything. You know, then you're not going to get there. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, but if you're starting to think in that, you know, I, I, I can find clients easily. I can generate mm-hmm. new business easily. Um, it, it kind of is, is it opens up not just around money. It opens up that whole mindset concept in in such a a bigger way, doesn't it? Oh, 100%. And, you know, I've worked with many, many property managers over the years and I can see such a difference in the way that people show up to, you know, to a, a sales conversation, whether it's like, well, this is the price or they're like, oh gosh, they're not going to pay that. I have people who are offering me a discount without me even asking for it. And I'm like, I wasn't even going to ask for a discount. I think you're really nice. I was happy to pay you. And, and it's just really interesting how all of these stories really shape how we do show up, how we how we sell, which in turn affects the outcomes that we achieve. And I guess this is why it's so important because our belief shapes the action that we take. If we believe that, you know, someone's not going to pay the fee, well, we're not going to go into the conversation with like, well, that's my price. There's, there's an energy that you show up to a, a conversation as compared to if you go in going, everyone's going to ask for a discount. I'll just quickly offer them a discount straight up. Then see how you're almost attracting the outcomes based on your belief system. So I think that that is what is, um, that's why this belief work is so important because it shapes your outcomes. So what would you say to somebody then who is struggling to ask what they are worth when it comes to a fee conversation with a client? Mm. Uh, Yeah. What, What advice would you give them? I would just check in on what your stories are. So, you know, again, if you have a belief that everyone's going to be purely focused on price, you can go, I wonder where that story has come from. And maybe it's come from, you know, the past about that everyone asks for a discount. Or maybe you're like, do you know what? When I think about it, most of my clients have multiple, multiple properties. They don't really care. They just want to work with someone who's going to get the job done, who they can trust, who they can rely on. And I'm actually going to position myself as someone that charges a premium price because I offer a different level of service to other people. And I guess this is again, where you get to ask those questions and say, well, is this a truth or is this a story that I'm creating about what people want? And, you know, as someone um, myself who's had, you know, 
rental properties over the years. Like I don't want the cheapest. I want someone I can trust. I want someone who answers their bloody phone. I want someone who's not turning over staff all the time. I just want to work with one person. Um, you know, my um property at the moment, I've had honestly, I've had five different property managers in the last three months. And I am so fucking over it that I'm like, I would way rather pay a premium price and have consistency, have reliability, and have someone that I can trust there. So look for a different story. Maybe my dream clients aren't looking for the cheapest price. Maybe they're looking for different things and I can offer that and I can charge a premium price for it. Absolutely. I love that. That is fantastic. And that is so common in the property management industry, that turnover of property managers. But you're right. Um, you know, answer those questions that are the big problems, not the money. The money is not the big problem. Yeah. What fees you're going to pay. The, the big problems are the lack of communication, the the lack of consistency with the property manager, the lack of um, initiative. I think that's a big one in property management. Yeah. Um, so I think if property managers can address those things in a conversation with a potential new landlord, then you're not even going to have to have that um, that fee conversation at the end of the day. One of the things you talked about in your retreat with us um, was working out your money blocks. And I found that really interesting. Can you just look, share a little bit about that and how we can work out where our blocks are? Yeah, for sure. So usually there's three main kinds of blocks that people have. They have a block in receiving, a block in investing, or a block in holding. So sometimes people could have multiple blocks. Um, you can have different blocks at different times. But I guess I just wanted to identify what each of those are. Um, you know, I, I certainly have got multiple blocks um, at a time, and you know, I'm constantly unlocking them. This is the thing as well. I think people think, oh, I do money mindset, and then they've got a great money mindset. It's kind of like going to the gym. This work continues all the time. So a block in receiving is feeling uncomfortable receiving. And this can look like someone says, oh, hey, um, you know, here's a tip or here's a gift. And you go, oh, no, 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 thank you. That's not necessary. Um, it can even start with compliments. Someone gives you a compliment, you straight away go, oh, this old shirt. No, no, don't, don't, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, when someone gives you a compliment on what you're wearing. And so a block in receiving is essentially blocking money from coming to you. It's when someone says, hey, I'd like to get dinner. And you go, no, no, I'll get my own dinner. And rather than graciously saying, yeah, sure, I'll gratefully receive money. And the way that this shows up in business a lot of the time is that someone will offer to pay for something or uh, pay and you say, no, 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 thank you. Um, don't worry about it. So that is a block in receiving. A block in investing is where we try and run things on the smell of an oily rag. Um, my husband's a recruiter and I see this all the time. It, it blows my mind. He'll be hiring salespeople and they want an extra $5,000 and a company won't pay them an extra $5,000 a year for their dream, dream, dream sales gun candidate. And I think this person's going to bring in a million to $2 million revenue a year for your business and you won't give them 5,000 bucks. And so investing is a fear of spending money. It's a fear of investing in, you know, a coach or a training or a course that can seriously up-level your skill set, potentially make you a ton more money, but you go, no, 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 I've got to hang on to my money. And ultimately that comes from a place of lack. It comes from a place of, I'm so scared. I can't pay a team member an extra $5,000. I can't do a course. Um, even though you know it could potentially make you a ton more money in the long run. 
And then the last block is um, a block in holding. So this is where you love making money. It's easy. Oh, money just comes to me all the time. You invest in yourself. You invest in your business. But you perhaps seem to go right down to the wire. And I have to admit, this is something I've definitely struggled with over the years. Um, is being able to actually go, you know what? I can have a big, healthy, chunky savings account and it's safe for me not to spend every last cent. And this is, again, can be a block that people think, oh my gosh, I have to get rid of it all. And um, sometimes the story that I hear around this is, um, what if it all goes away? I, I need to spend the money now while I've got money. So, for example, um, you know, you have a big month and you think, okay, I'll buy my laptop now because just in case I have a really slow month next month. So, there's nothing wrong with spending all of your money if you're investing intentionally. There's nothing wrong with um, having a big healthy savings account. But I guess the thing is, ask yourself the question, why am I doing this? Do I need to have a big amount of money in my account because I'm terrified it's all going to go away? Or do I like to just have it because it makes me feel safe and secure? So it's just checking in on why you are doing the things you're doing. Why will I not receive money when people are offering to do that? Like, why? So yeah, it's just something interesting to explore. I definitely struggle with the receiving and the holding. Mm. Um, for the holding, I'm an experienced person. If if there's a night out or a weekend away or a trip overseas somewhere, um, I'm there. I'm I'm that your I'm your friend. I'm that experienced girl, and I know I really do struggle with receiving as well. I don't like anyone shouting me dinner. I don't. Like, you know, I find that really difficult to receive that. So that was really great at the retreat that we got to, um, I got to identify some of that stuff, which I found really intriguing. Now, um, I love personal development and I am I know you are a big fan of it as well. So what is one tool, resource, book, a podcast or something that you could share to help our listeners? Oh, gosh, there is so many. <laughs> um, look, my biggest tip when... Um, when leaning into any sort of development is to check in on the energy around it. And, um, you know, I, I learned from multiple different mentors. I obviously lean a lot into the money space. So, um, some of the people that I, um, listen to or look up to, are you know, Denise Duffield Thomas, um, manifestation babe, um, Amanda Francis in the, you know, they're kind of in that next level sort of money space, but you know, there are lots of incredible resources at all levels. And I think that's really about checking in on how someone energy resonates with you. Just because I share people that inspire me, you might go and check them out and think, oh, they don't vibe with me at this stage of my journey. And um, equally, I know that sometimes the people that made me cringe and earlier on in my journey are now people that I love what they're teaching about and I love leaning into their energy. So I think it's really... The big thing that I would say is just invest in yourself and um, find what feels good. Um, Growth is meant to feel uncomfortable. It's meant to kind of challenge the way that you think. But if someone makes you feel like crap about yourself, perhaps they're not the right mentor for you. And I know there are a lot of um, a lot of resources out there that really make you feel awful where you currently are. Uh, and there's a difference between discomfort and someone really just not being the right or a tool just not being the right fit for you. Well, I'm sure my audience will vibe very well with you. So how can they connect with you further? Oh, um, well, there's two main places that I hang out. I have my podcast, which is very creatively called the Claire Wood Podcast, <laughs> where, you know, it, this podcast, it's all about money. So I talk about the practical side of money, about budgeting and forecasting and all of those fun things, but I do it in a fun way. <laughs> 
And um, also on Instagram, I am at Claire, C-L-A-R-E underscore Wood underscore Coach. And I, um, you know, I'm a frequent Instagram visitor. Um, so make sure that you do um, come and say hello, pop on the DMs and come say hi. And you've got a couple of courses coming up as well. So I will share the links to all of that good stuff. Um, if anyone wants to dive further into working on their money mindset or needs a money mentor, um, then I will connect you with Claire in the show notes. Um, thank you so much, Claire, for joining me. I am so grateful um, to have this conversation with you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. If you love the Property Management Podcast, you've got to check out the PM Collective, hosted by my friend, Ashley Goodchild. She discusses things like how to have awkward conversations about pay rises, um, yes, please, how to raise the bar in property management, and why so many people just seem to fall into the industry. You've got to love stories like that. She'll leave you with great advice, actionable steps to take, and let you know that you're not alone in any of the challenges that you face. So be sure to check out the PM Collective wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I know your time is valuable, so thank you for spending it here. Now, if you are someone who is serious about growing your property management business and you'd like to learn the systems that I've put in place inside my own business that consistently brings in five to 15 new management leads every single week without me having to do anything, then go to the show notes and click on the link to get on the waiting list for the growth school and you'll get notified when it launches. Until next time, my friend.